The countdown to Christmas is on, and for so many people, that is so exciting. It's filled with joy. It's filled with family. It's filled with jingle bells and poinsettias and Christmas tree decorations or, or Hanukkah gatherings and breaking bread and, and just sharing the love among family. But for some, it brings grief bubbling to the surface. And a, and a bit of a, a trigger warning, I guess, here is we are going to talk about subjects that are sad, but we're going to do so with a mind of helping people who struggle with grief in grief, uh, with somebody definitely um, qualified to help. I will say right off the top here, I lost my stepdad on July 31st of this year. I held his hand as he died. It all happened very suddenly. He was the center of our table for every holiday. I am dreading December 24th without him. It is, and yet we have a family. He would want us to go on. He lived a robust life. There was, there's so many things I'm talking to myself. I'm, I'm trying to pull myself through the realities. I was so lucky to have him for 85 years. I mean, healthy and happy and a huge part of my life for so long. And yet the grief just sits in my chest, just, just bubbling there. And our next guest is a grief educator and she's going to help me and she's going to help you. And the reason why I think uh, Suzanne Jabor is such a great person to deliver messaging around grief is that she has a story of her own that will touch your heart as a bereaved mom who's chosen to become a grief educator. Suzanne, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so sorry to hear about your stepdad. I can, uh, well, I was going to say I can imagine. I actually know part of what's coming for you or a version of it at least. And so, yeah, it's such an important topic to talk about this time of year. So do us a favor and I know your story, but our listener doesn't. So share a little bit about your story and your journey to becoming a grief educator. And then I'm going to ask you to help me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so I came to become a grief educator, as many people in the grief sphere of work do, from my own experience. I lived that nightmare of every parent and received the middle-of-the-night phone call from the police that my son Ben had died. That was in September of 2020, and he was 22. And, you know, if you can let yourself imagine what that would be like, I can tell you it's exactly as horrifying and disorienting and discombobulating as mm. you expect it would be. And really, you know, I knew almost instantly that I was no longer the same person and that my life was forever changed. And as you were talking about your, you know, your stepdad, I thought, you know, it's so similar. We want to live our life in a way that respects our loved one who's gone. And that's also unspeakably hard. So, you know, that's what's part of what has brought me to share my story and to try and help other grievers and the people supporting them because, you know, Ben lived a big, full, rich life and he should have continued to do so, but he didn't. And so in a weird way, I do all of this to honor myself and to honor him. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that story with us. And and the fact is we don't have enough I don't know what it is, uh, emotional maturity, perhaps in Western culture to mm -hmm. really dig into these conversations. People are, 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 are cautious when talking about death They you know, we get, we get into, I've learned a lot over these last few months in mm -hmm. what I was doing wrong before and trying to help others. 
Oh, my right. deepest condolences. I am so sorry for you. You know, what can I do for you? All, all meaning well. And I, as somebody who was living in grief in the, in the trauma of the, the first weeks fall, when you're still in shock mm-hmm. and denial to, to a great degree, realizing you're never going to actually physically see that person again. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was doing prior was not at all what I needed. And everybody's experience is different. But the taboo around the conversation in Western culture when it comes to death and dying and grief and loss, I, I think that's where where I would start. If I was telling my friends and family what I'm going to need this holiday season is to say his name and talk about it. Yeah. And universally, it's so funny. Um, It is say his name, like say his name, share the memories. I think you're right. It's the taboo that we have and the fear we carry mostly about doing the wrong thing, right? We so desperately don't want to do the wrong thing. And we somehow instinctively know that all of those cliches and platitudes we've heard before are not the right thing, but we don't have anything to replace them with. So we get so entangled in fear and worry And then we end up not stepping up the way that we want to. And I want to really make sure people understand this is a no shame, no blame conversation. As you've so clearly identified for us as a collective, we're really not very good at this. So Mm -hmm. we need to start there. As a group, we're not very good about it. The ones of us that are slightly better have learned from experience. And even as a, you know, grieving mom, grief educator, I still stumble and go, oh, like that was not how I meant that to sound or (laughs) what I meant to do. You know, it's hard and it's okay for it to be hard, but we have to break this silence. We're so isolated in a time when really what we need is deep connection. You know, Mm -hmm. grief is so unique to each person, but the commonality that goes for everyone is that grief needs to be witnessed. For us to integrate it, for us to continue to rebuild and take baby steps forward, our grief needs witnessing. And so we need people around us who can just sit quietly, right? That can hold the space, that aren't going to try and fix it. There's nothing to be fixed. Nothing is broken that we can fix. That is so big. And as a culture, like we want to fix things, right? Give me the problem. Let's make a plan. Let's execute the plan. Let's move on. Nothing about that works with grief. And for most of us, that's a huge part of our toolbox and it doesn't work. So then we don't know what to do. Suzanne Jabor is a grief educator and um, a human being who has suffered the unthinkable in in the loss of of a child, uh, a young adult child. I'm going to be, maybe this is too much information, but in order to really offer up this next question, because it is personal for me, Mm -hmm. um, so sorry if this is too much information for everybody listening on the radios right now, but I have struggled mostly with how the waves of grief hit, not when I want to feel it, not when I'm ready, when I'm like, okay, now, <laughs> now let me cry. <laughs> it's remarkable. Like I, the Webster Awards are our media awards where, where journalists are celebrated. I went to the Webster Awards as, as, as part of the Czech news team and I got dressed. I'm, I've been avoiding people. I've been staying tight and close because it's been a stressful time. And I got dressed up. I, I, I'm putting on my Jody Vance. We're going out. We're doing the thing. I got to the top yeah. of the escalator at the Hyatt with all of my colleagues and friends. I haven't seen them all. It's been years since we've been able to gather. I got to the top of the escalator and that's when the grief hit. I was like, oh my God, I can't do small talk. People are going to say, how am I doing? And the answer is not great. I mean, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good, but not, oh, and it just, it hit me. I had to, I'm like, okay, now I'm crying at the ba- in the bathroom at the Webster's. 
And and that's where the grief hit. It was so bizarre. And then I pulled myself together and was fine. But the wave that hit, what do we do when the wave hits? I mean, really, all you can do is breathe. And I say that to people all the time. And I don't mean that to sound like a cop out. But that's really all you can do. Slow your breathing. Consciously breathe in and breathe out. And let the wave go through. Right? Resistance is futile. So the more you go down that path of, <laughs> oh, but one. I can't possibly be crying here. I'm all dressed up and I'm at the special Not event. And people are going to look yeah. at me and like, I look ridiculous and I have to go hide in the bathroom. Like all of that, we have to let go because sometimes the emotions are overwhelming and we would never yeah. apologize if we were crying with joy. So why do we apologize Ooh. when we're crying with grief? Oh, that's But a we good feel the one. need to apologize. And that's that taboo, right? It's going to come when we don't expect it. Every time I see an abandoned cart in the grocery store, I think, ooh, grief came. Mm. It comes mm. when we don't expect it, right? Some of the tsunamis we can see coming. I can see, you know, you can see December 24th. I can see December 25th. We can see that one coming. We can't predict how we're going to feel or how it's going to go, but we can predict that there's going to be a tsunami. The one where you get to the top wow. of the escalator and you think, oh my gosh, I have to form complete sentences and talk about nothing when my whole world is falling apart. Yeah, That's a real thing. That small talk, holy cow, I still can't really do it. I have to admit it. Like I'm three and a bit years out, still can't really pull it off. Cause I, it's not that I don't care about people. I care about people deeply. And to talk about what feels like so much nothing and that throwaway question, you know, how are you? Fine. I, I just, oh, I just can't yeah. do it. You know, my dream is that we would only ask that question when we really care and we have time to actually listen and we would only answer with the truth. And just that would see that's that's the part. Everyone. That's the part. Yeah. Answering with the truth is uh, it's my downfall and my superpower, because when I meet people who have heard me on the radio or watch me on TV, they say, oh, my gosh, you're the exact same person. I'm like, well, yeah. So if you don't want to know the true answer <laughs> to the question, don't ask it. Because don't this ask is it. Authentic, right. But when somebody says, how was your summer? In a, in a beautiful room with happy people and, and this not being at the Webster's, but anywhere when you run into somebody yeah. and in my head, I'm like, okay, here we go, Debbie Downer, right? Yeah. Because the reality is, and so many people are feeling that. So I'm going to take it off myself and put it to others. Like when we are sitting around our holiday festive work party or because we're gathering again and we're out of practice, mm -hmm. right, Suzanne? Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're already yep. out of practice. Like there's yes. grief associated with the years we lost to COVID. There doesn't even need to be a death yeah, to feel exactly. in grief. So I think it's so important what you said. We never apologize for happy tears. Why are we apologizing for those that come from grieving so I think that bears revisiting. Let's take a quick break here. I want to I want to continue our conversation. Obviously, there's much to get to because I want you to give us some actual tools mm -hmm. on the days sort of leading up to the holidays, you know, tree trimming, missing the loved one or sitting at the mm -hmm. Hanukkah table and, and, mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, beyond the breathing, what are some other tools we can bring to this table? If you have a question or a comment that you'd like to be a part of this conversation, if you have a story you'd like to share, 
Lord knows I just showed my <laughs> shared mine. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 is a free call on your cell. We're talking with grief educator Suzanne Jabor. This is the Mike Smith Show. I'm Jody Vance. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith with Suzanne Jabor, a grief educator, uh, someone who has lived experience of dealing with loss, a bereaved mother, in fact. And we're talking about some of the tools we can use during the holiday season to sort of manage the waves of grief that are inevitable when you're missing a loved one or are grieving a time in your life that you're not um, feeling as accomplished as you might otherwise have grief comes in many forms is what I'm trying to say. We're opening up the phone lines. If you'd like to, to chime in on what works for you or a struggle you might be having, 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 is a free call on your cell. And wouldn't you know it, Suzanne, our listeners do want to get in on this conversation. So let's go straight to the phone lines here. Fran in the West End, you're up first. Welcome, Fran. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, the love of my life died, and it'll be 10-year anniversary coming up December 9th. And I just have a struggle with Christmas and all the festivities. And my mother died last November 29th during the Snowmageddon in Burnaby Hospital. Mm. And I couldn't be by her bedside as she passed. I had to try and make my way home. And I had to walk from the hospital to the SkyTrain station at... Brentwood Mall in a snowstorm and when I got home like 10 minutes later they called me and said she had gone and um, (laughs) so I'm kind of floundering here Um, it does hit me in waves you know I thought you know getting through the loss of my, my partner 10 years ago gave me the tools but it seems that each loss is different and and it's just going through it. And um, anyway, that's about all I have to say. <laughs> okay, stay with us, Suzanne. What what would you? What advice or what help would you offer uh, to Fran? Well, Fran, first of all, I just want to normalize that what you're feeling is absolutely normal. You know, part of what we don't understand about grief because we don't talk about it is that yes, it's different every time. You know, I experienced the death of my dad when I was in my 30s and my mom when I was in my 40s and none of that prepared me for the death of my son. So it's true that every time is different. I think particularly when you've had losses close to the holidays, that makes it more complicated because the anniversaries and holidays are so close together. And what I would say is really the best we can do for ourselves is to give ourselves extreme permission for whatever happens to be acceptable. Because we don't get given that permission from society, from our friends and family sometimes, unfortunately. So we have to give it to ourselves. And I would say, you know, every plan you make comes with a get out of the plan escape clause. You know, any commitment that you make needs to be cancelable. And if there's a way that you can look at the traditions that you loved sharing with them and adapt them, adjust them, explain them to friends and family and invite them over to do them. You know, there's ways that we can include our loved ones that we miss desperately over this season. And it's also absolutely okay to curl up in a ball and hibernate and close the doors and turn off all of the Christmas shenanigans that surround you because that's overwhelming also. So all of those things are possible. And 
all of them are normal. Suzanne, how does somebody listening right now get in touch with you or learn more about you? How, how your education, just your words are, are landing very, very well for me. I think they might be landing for others. How does somebody reach you? The best place to get me is on my website, which is SuzanneJabor.com. And I actually have a 24 tips for the holidays um, page on there. So if you Perfect. want more ideas about how to support people, how to support yourself, how to support your employees, um, that's at SuzanneJabor.com forward slash holiday tips. And that will get you right to, you know, 24 ideas that you can use or discard, right? Because they're not going to fit right. for everyone. Um, but it's a place to at least start thinking about how to navigate this really tricky time of year. Appreciate your time. We could have talked for another half an hour easily. Suzanne, thanks for this. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best. I'll be thinking of you on the 24th. <laughs>